0: Uh, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 118 of the Big Planet Comics podcast. Hello.
1: Hi. Hey. Whoa,
0: who are all these people? I have no idea. Uh, my name is Kevin. I'm Jared.
1: I'm Kelly. And I'm Brooke.
0: My microphone is so loud, you guys. Why am I running so hot right now? Do you you're switch? excited. No, I think my gain was up too loud. Is that better? Hi. Hey. Ke- Kevin got gain. I got gain. Um,. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> high tech. This podcast stinks. Uh yeah, so we've got two different people on this time. We got Brooke no, we who don't. was here last week. So that's the same as last week. So that's what, that one's the same. What happened to Nick? Welcome uh, back. Nick is on vacation. We, Yay. Dead. <laughs> that's when you do that. Um yeah, but then Kelly is here. She's been on a podcast before.
1: Once, like a year ago.
0: Our podcast, yeah. Our podcast, yeah. yeah. But now she's uh she's on this one.
1: Yeah. Welcome back.
2: It's Welcome back. Right now. Welcome
0: Hi. back gotter <laughs> welcome back to the big planet comics podcast. uh yeah so i wish we could watch like our viewers like second by second <laughs> see everyone like turn turning off, off right their right podcast. um yeah so uh what are we doing guys i don't even know what's going on this is weird uh we're a podcast we talk <laughs> comics let's put it out there we're gonna do some stuff have we ever done have i ever done the podcast without nick before I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think I have. Oh. This is a
1: moment.
2: Well, oh,
0: we so, it's, Nick and I started yeah, the podcast. You guys are the founders many years ago. Yeah, like two years, I think. Yeah, too many.
2: Can you, you want to go back in time for a bit? Yeah, and... flashback. All right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was a stormy night. And Nick and I were down in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so so what's going on, you guys? Uh, it's it's a big week this week for comics. San Diego Comic Con just started. So, so excited so to be this is, there this week. Yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> hashtag not at SDCC. Yep. Is that what your hashtag? That's is? That's
3: what it is. Yeah. So let's so get that, that.
0: Let's get that going. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, so we're gonna get in on the first day, and we actually do have some news from San Diego Comic Con. All right. Is this how this podcast goes? Usually. Hey, follow me on Twitter, <laughs> at Kevin Panetta. Um, and yeah, so what have you guys been up to? Jared, what's been going on?
4: Uh, this weekend, I went up to Philadelphia for the second annual Philly Comics Barbecue, which is put on by Pat Alessio in his studio space, which he That's, shares with nine other artists.
0: Stone, that stoner alien guy?
4: Yep. Who's in a studio space? Josh Bayer? No, it's all artists Ian Harker? who do other stuff. Oh, okay. Those are all Philly ish people who those, those are all the people I josh know. bears in new york but yeah oh. but he came down cool uh but yeah so box brown was there pat aliceo ian harker um who else was there uh the Harkman. tom Scioli was there tom
0: Scioli, we're going to talk about him later when we yep. review transformers versus uh, G.I. Joe.
4: kelly phillips was there oh, uh okay. met a new guy named scuds who's really cool scuds the
0: disposable assassin yeah. no <laughs> just Scuds. Oh, okay yeah uh yeah bunch of cool people i hope he's not listening because we sounded really disappointed <laughs>
3: Sorry, no. it's
0: um he's good he can draw that's cool that sounds like a good thing to do jared you do a lot of comics-y stuff these days i know
4: i need a break yeah
1: break from comics no never that's true well, i'm you taking should...
4: a vacation where are you gonna go
0: montreal
1: okay that's not comics
4: yet. hey brooke <laughs> no. you should
0: stop signing books i can hear your marker <laughs> i can, can smell you your really? marker mm-hmm. Oh, man I need you to be engaged and focused you're right I'm Just sorry. focus on Simon Cheek. get into the, get your head in the game Oh you know what I have anyway I have a, I have a cord that I can plug my iPhone into this thing and then I can play random songs on oh there. that's great but great idea. I, uh, but anyway uh, I, I want to know what Kelly's been doing though yeah Kelly what have you been up to
1: I made a pizza this week Hey totally from scratch <laughs> I literally can't think Remember wait, wait, wait. beyond the pizza What that kind eating.
0: of pizza
1: uh, It was a margarita with oh. um, uh,
0: Salt, lime
1: <laughs> No T- Named tequila. for tequila. the queen tequila. margarita What? Uh, don't you know Yeah she, No I didn't Pizza history Oh Just um, a small
0: pizza history <laughs>
1: <laughs> I quit I <laughs> quit
0: So <laughs> do all of our that. fans
1: uh, And we had prosciutto on it Fancy prosciutto
0: I'm, I'm not used to people laughing at what I say on this podcast. Or <laughs> are in the right, <laughs> right frame of mind. Usually Nick drunk <laughs> at this point already.
1: I know. I had
2: to buy the booze this and time. And he's like, what? Yeah,
0: sorry. But you didn't buy a little tiny thing of Jack Daniels I like didn't. Nick always does. I didn't okay. bring any hard liquor. <clears throat> hey, behind the scenes, a <laughs> <Nick's so> drunk. <laughs> Um, How the alcoholics are made Well that's cool So was the pizza good?
1: It was delicious It was great
0: I, I know you bought A special pizza pan I did buy a special pizza. <laughs> Similar to the pizza pan That I have yeah. You were my
1: pizza pan Inspiration Don't Kevin.
0: put it in the dishwasher <sighs> Oh was, really? I wasn't planning on I it I did Oh man No good It was a bad time <laughs> Uh Yeah It still works I guess The
1: pan yeah, or the dishwasher? Ruined. The pan They're both ruined And the dishwasher
0: <laughs> Both still work <laughs> <laughs> Well that's cool What have you been doing? Brooke? Me? Yeah. I was
1: Uh
2: Hmm. I, I think I've just been doing Lumberjanes, to be honest.
0: Just working on it? Just
2: working on it.
0: we, we got to break out of the house, bring on a podcast or something.
2: I know. I've just been...
0: All you ever do is work on Lumberjanes, bud. <laughs> bud. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: it's true. I should have made something up. Why didn't I? Yeah. Well, hold so, on. Let's think. All right.
0: No, well, no. I, I want to know what Brooks really been doing. What is it really... Uh, yeah.
2: What have I really... What is
0: really, Brooke? What have
2: I really been doing? Ah. Uh,
0: did we play some Magic the Gathering last night?
2: You know we did. Uh-huh. We did do that. Mm. I lost every single No, time. you beat me. Did
0: I? Yeah, you beat me the last game. With what God, kind of deck? I just
2: blacked out, I don't remember.
0: Was it a black deck? <laughs> no. no. Well, some of it. No, it's white and green. God. Let's talk about it. Oh. <laughs>
3: Wait.
1: Where is it? I just remember we... what I've been doing. This podcast. Time
3: <laughs> 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 to play the game. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Is it worth
0: it? <laughs> All right, we're here talking about Magic: The Gathering and time to play the game, <laughs> oh, and uh, we're gonna we're we're here with Brooke Allen, artist of Lumberjanes and Home for Mister Easter, no. um, and various uh, stories in Magic Bullet, maybe or just one. Oh, and uh, yeah, she's here talking about what kind of deck she's got. Yeah. Hey, what kind of deck you got?
2: Hey, I got I got Forest and Plains. Mm-hmm, That's my mm-hmm. healing deck. Right. I, got, I got a token deck, and I got. I've actually got several, and then I've got one that's a little bit of a mess right now, and I don't really want to. I don't really want to talk about it. But so, you're in progress. Pressure me to talk about it. It's uh, it's it's multicolored. So it's oh. it's plains and forests and swamps. And isn't
4: it's that a, a risky move to go
0: to cross three you colors? Know,
2: it's a terrible move. Don't ever do it.
0: <laughs> All right, y'all heard it here. Uh, those are Brooks decks. <laughs>
4: i cannot believe that nick is like the thing holding this podcast
0: together (laughs) i'm really like so confused right now yeah so i'm just like not me it's gonna it's going off the rails that's okay uh i haven't been really doing anything Really? Yeah. I was going to ask what you've oh, been up to. didn't ask you. It's okay. I Nobody asked <laughs> me. Nobody, nobody <laughs> ever asked me. I <laughs> ask you usually after you ask yourself. Um, yeah. What have I been doing? That's usually what I say. Uh, what have I been doing? You, Brooke, my roommate, you've been hanging out with me?
2: Um, you've been mostly, I've been upstairs watching wrestling a lot. I
0: uh-huh. have. Yep. I watched uh, um, Battleground, the, the wrestling pay-per-view. It, uh-huh. it was like a six.
2: Yeah. yeah out of a out of out hundred. Oh, oh <laughs>
0: Um Yeah. It wasn't that great. Been playing some Magic the Gathering. Maybe you can talk about my deck a little Do you want to talk bit. about your
2: deck? Your, I hate your deck.
0: I don't know where that button is. <laughs> um, <clears throat> it's a Minotaur deck. It's busted. It's, what, what color is Minotaur? Red?
2: <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, it's red. Yeah, and okay. black. Um, it's the worst. It's the worst, yeah. I like to just fight with it. I don't know. All right, Do you guys, this podcast is a mess. <laughs> it's the best. It's the best. Uh, all right, so we're going to do some news. Usually Nick reads the news, but hey, we're just going to figure it out while this theme song is playing. Guys. This just <laughs> in, not from Nick headquarters. <laughs> IDW is going to publish some comics about Orphan Black. That was so fun watching everybody be like, me. me? Yeah. <laughs> was it going to me? I
4: just took it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Orphan Black, which uh, I just started watching, is a really good BBC show. Uh, it's going to have the comic books.
1: BBC America.
4: Isn't it BBC? It's all BBC in my heart. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, is everyone on that show Canadian? I'm trying to figure out where they're um, where they's at. It's
1: not very
2: American. I yeah. think. Or BBC. A lot of people are. British. I mean, I know it's yeah. done in Canada.
4: But anyway, IDW is doing uh, next year uh, all new stories set in the complex and thrilling world of Orphan Black.
0: Woo. Someone else tell us some news. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're doing a uh, there's so there's a Fight Club two comic coming out. This is super weird. Yeah, like, people are talking about this
4: like it's a new movie or something. I well, don't, I don't I think mean, people even realize there was a book for it's, most of it.
0: It's written by Chuck Palahniuk, who wrote the original book, yeah. and I oh, think well, the then screenplay. That's so. like
3: official. Yeah.
0: yeah, so it's like yeah, yeah. It's, it's a real, real thing. It's a sequel to Fight Club. Uh, it's going to have art by Cameron Stewart, who's been uh, uh, on everybody's lips recently because of the new Batgirl <laughs> series, uh, and uh, he's he's also is he doing the art for um gotham academy as well
1: no he's co-writing he's co-writing, yeah, he's co-writing. With yeah, yeah. Becky
0: um and uh and covers from david Mack, who's you know what did he kabuki kabuki and he did uh daredevil. Some daredevil stuff for a little while yeah uh it's 10 years after the events of the original novel uh finding the previously unnamed narrator now going by the name sebastian and marla married i don't know what that means uh and oh, they got
1: married yeah. Ed Norton, who didn't have a name in the movie, his name is now narrator. Sebastian. His
0: name—he didn't have a name in the no, movie. No, he was always oh, just the narrator. That's yeah. part of the movie, man. So, watch it again. I thought his name was spoiler. His name is Tyler Turban. No, it's Cornelius. No,
1: that's his. That that
2: was um, that's not him. But it wasn't <laughs> him.
0: <laughs> that's Brad Pitt. Tyler Turbin Tyler Turban. Um. Yeah. Right. So so there's a Fight Club two coming out. Yeah. Hi, uh, who's publishing this?
1: Oh, I have no
0: idea. S- Nailed it. We got it. <laughs> research doing the news here um no it's fine uh yeah so i feel like this will be a big deal though it's super weird it's and he's i don't know if he's done comics before i don't think so but he's like the kind of guy who would do comics (laughs) hey brooke just a heads up uh shaking your head on a podcast doesn't really do much (laughs) uh (laughs) let's us know that she disagrees um
3: yeah
0: no problem uh yeah so so we'll see um but uh, so we got a little news out of San Diego Comic Con. The Image Expo happened today, and so it was a lot of Eric Stevenson talking about how like he is the future of comics and like he is a god amongst he likes, men. He
3: likes to talk about
0: <laughs> yeah. that. Uh, but they did announce some new series coming out. So uh, one of them is Southern Cross, which is uh, by Becky Cloonan and Andy Ballinger, uh, and they called it a horror sci-fi Agatha Christie style mystery.
2: That's exciting. Robotech yeah.
0: meets Stephen King. Wow, that sounds brilliant. Awesome. I'm <laughs> really excited. Oh, my God. That sounds great. And then we got Tokyo Ghost by Rick Reminder and Sean Murphy, uh, similar oh. to Judge Dredd. Yeah. Uh, and then The Descender by Jeff Lemire and Dustin Nguyen, uh, which is a survival uh, sci fi thing. Uh, from Under the Mountain. Uh, so this is like a bunch of. This is Brandon Graham's new anthology thing that he's doing. Yeah. Oh, right? sweet. sweet. Yeah, which is pretty awesome. Um, Injection, which is. Uh, Warren Ellis and Declan Shalvey, the people that are working on Moon Knight, and right now. Jordy Blair, and Jordy Blair, which yeah, all is cool. Three. Uh, and it's uh, sci-fi stuff because it's Warren Ellis, and uh, this is the one I'm most excited about. So this book, The Humans, written by Tom Neely, who runs um, Sparkplug or ran Spark. Does... he runs Sparkplug now? Right? Does he? Yeah. Um, oh. And uh, who writes the um, <clears throat> the Henry and Glenn comics oh yeah 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 uh, so he's doing this comic with keenan marshall keller called the humans which is about a gang of apes oh, who ride I've motorcycles it looks amazing and their gang is called the humans what? yeah which is really <laughs> awesome uh, and then a book called tooth and claw by kurt Buziak, uh, which is a big fantasy book but with animals with animals
2: these all so sounds like amazing really fantasy really animals awesome. yeah now they
0: can cancel all those other books they publish by people <laughs> you don't know yeah image is like super powerful right now like yeah. they're just like yeah we're bringing in every top person in the industry and it makes um, sense though it's like why not go to
4: these this company that gives you Full control of your rights in case you make a movie out of it, and mm-hmm. is really
0: popular. Yeah, and then uh, at the end, Eric Stevenson uh, crowd surfed in the guitar with a wire uh, in the crowd with a wireless electric guitar playing "We Are the Champions" <laughs> <laughs> while everybody poured champagne on his end. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. not on
1: the news. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, that's it for the news. We we'll bring week. the personal wait, wait, wait. We're
1: going to talk about the drinking game, right?
0: Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, personal yeah. Personal 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 touch. Touch. yeah, we'll talk about
4: the drinking game. Let's so, do it.
1: Yeah, we've got. Uh, th-
4: this is the most important <laughs> news. <laughs>
1: So, fan of the podcast, who is... And
4: Vienna, Big Planet Comics customer. Oh, yeah? He he knows you guys.
1: Oh, awesome. Hi. Hello. Is uh, Six Pack Comic Book Rants on Tumblr. And this, I mean, we have that in common. We have a six pack and here's some comic book (laughs) rants. Uh, So, suggested this Big Planet Comics podcast, drinking game. Um, Basically, drink anytime someone says, so good... Lots of O's.
0: Which I think we, I guess we do that a lot. Yeah. Because we review things that are so good. Anytime. I don't listen to this podcast. So I have no idea. <laughs> yeah.
4: There, there's a lot of analysis in this. I was like, oh.
1: <laughs> Anytime Kevin plugs himself or the Big Planet Comics Tumblr, which I, I didn't realize you were plugging the Tumblr. Thank
0: yeah, you. Yeah. We plug the Tumblr, the Twitter, <laughs> at Big Planet Comics. Uh, it's bigplanetcomics.tumblr.com. Right. Yeah, we got a Facebook. You can follow me, though, at Kevin <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we got a Facebook as well. It's uh, face- uh, BigPlanetComics.com slash Facebook.com.
1: <laughs> anytime Nick says, I don't know, Jared says, like you do, anytime that, that reggaeton horn, is that how that's pronounced? Reggaeton. Reggaeton. Yeah, reggaeton. reggaeton. Great. Finish your beer whenever a brand new section is introduced. If you want to get really wasted, and honestly, this was my favorite part. Uh, drink Every Time Jared has no idea what Kevin and Nick are talking about. Usually horror movies or video games.
4: It's true. <laughs> they have, like, podcasts within podcasts, so I'm just like, I'll just wait over here for a minute.
0: Uh, or did somebody say somebody... podcasts within a podcast? No.
3: <laughs> oh, God, we've already done it.
0: Um, oh, no. Uh, didn't Kevin pick up a new game set recently? I did. I got the... Oh, wait, Hold on. <laughs> Hey, we're here talking about the new DMD starter set that came out this week. I opened it up. I haven't done anything with it yet. Uh, technically, oh.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, so was that everything on, on the go. time to play the drinking game? Are we going to play it? Are we going to play it? Are we ready? I think we're all drunk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was a really satisfying It's going to yeah, be
0: so ready. good. Uh, we got there
1: we go. Stuff.
0: Yeah, so we got a bunch of signings coming up. Jared? Do you want to tell people about the signings that we have coming up? Uh, we should just, these are all
4: going to be up on bigplantcomics.com slash events, because we got a million. So coming up August 9th is the DC Zine Fest uh, oh my God. in DC.
0: Are we going to get a table at that? Uh, you no, know, we probably should. You guys should get a table. Yeah, nah, we should.
4: I have a table if you'd like to share one, but they're they're relatively inexpensive.
2: Let's make a comic tomorrow.
4: <laughs> okay. Tonight.
2: And, uh, tonight. And then.
0: We can make a second Machine Gun Kelly's. Yeah, That'd we be awesome. did that yeah. in a day. <laughs> in a day that's awesome
1: that's about me
2: right
4: um
0: very yeah two of you
4: two of you <laughs> i just thought it was like the name of your bar let's go down to machine gun kelly's it's like an apostrophe well S. now it is there you go uh very excitingly august 23rd we're having a very special set of signings with coleman engel and jeremy
0: How you cerise. Cerise. cerise my boy cerise.
2: hey i went to school with them
0: yeah you did Both of them yeah. hey a little little inside baseball <laughs> Everybody that works at Boom went to school with them.
2: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: the way it works. Uh, yeah, but uh, I have seen the Steven Universe comic. And which it is, is what they're
4: working on, yep. to tie it all together. Yep, and it is,
0: <laughs> and it looks great. So yeah. I'm, I'm really oh, yes. excited about that.
4: That's awesome. Uh, let's see, September 5th through the 7th is Baltimore Comic Con, which we'll have a table at. Then, very excitingly, uh, also for something we're going to review on this uh, podcast, on Thursday, September 11th, Nick Abadzis and Simon Fraser... Uh, Two of the new teams on Doctor Who will be here for a Doctor Who event, which is going to be more than a signing. So,
2: Can we get that Doctor Who music?
0: We See, did. that's why uh, I need to plug in my thing. Plug it in. Give me that cord. Where is it? Brooke has it. I gave it to her earlier. Oh, What'd nice. you do that for?
4: So,
2: uh, By the
0: so. way. Anyway, but uh, no, I'm not going to play the
4: Doctor Who music. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, then Friday, uh, September 12th, we're doing the Big Planet SPX kickoff, which will have a group of really cool people doing presentations, probably... Like, giving talks and drawing and sketching and talking about their works. Uh, Including Mary Naomi, uh, Yumi Sakagawa, and James Kolchaka. And maybe some more people. Um, Then that weekend is SPX. Um, Banned Books Week is the week after that. We'll probably do a signing for Wild Ocean anthology, which has several people on this (laughs) podcast in it. Me. Yep. And Kelly. Yep. No. No. What?
2: What did I do? Okay.
4: (laughs) (laughs) You did not pay attention, apparently. Uh, Then October 4th is the Richmond Zine Fest, which you guys should also go to. And then October 8th, we're going to have Otis Frampton, who's doing a new image book called Oddly Normal. that's it. That's a lot of things. We might have two more (laughs) signings, actually. Don't worry about that later. That's crazy. That's all I got.
2: You are booked. I was so surprised when I saw that uh, big block of text right there. It's a lot. You made it through, though. It's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very excited. I'm excited.
4: Oh
0: oh, hold on. That didn't work very well. That didn't work very well. What didn't? I tried to play the Doctor Who theme song and it didn't work. I heard it very, very faintly. I heard it. In in the in the right headphone.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The worst.
4: The worst. Yeah, just make Kelly sing it.
2: Who's everyone's favorite
1: Doctor? Um nine. Nine? Nine. Uh well which one is that? Christopher Eccleston Eccleston, the first new age doctor Mm -hmm. I know why
0: you would be confused because it's nobody's favorite doctor (laughs)
1: my favorite doctor and I know other people they exist
4: but they don't agree with you other people who like that doctor my favorite doctor is the new one what's his name? Peter uh, Caprialdi
1: (laughs) (laughs) from beyond the grave (laughs) Capaldi. Capaldi well he's a time lord so it's true
0: He's yep. just regenerating.
1: Sure.
0: <laughs> did you, Jared, did you read all the signings? Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. Yes. <Yeah. laughs>
1: Welcome to the podcast. Yeah,
0: sorry. Most paid attention know. from everybody. Yeah, I was trying over? to plug a... No, definitely not. Okay. <laughs> we'll never find um, it. Yeah, so we have a question. Should we read the question? Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, Our, our question is... Uh, this is for Brooke. Uh, who is your favorite artist... For panel to panel storytelling. No, I'm just going to start with you because uh, this is from Dave, mm-hmm. and uh, I just I I was trying to figure out the question a little bit. Jared was thinking it's like transitions from panel to panel, like oh okay, I think thing. so. Uh, but I don't know. That's that's a tough a tough question for that me.
2: That is tough. I because
0: hmm. I, I feel like honestly a lot of people don't do
4: it very well or at all. It's just like they're just drawn a comic. That I think it like panel to panel storytelling is kind of like the people who really think about formatting comics, and I don't think a lot of people do that very well.
0: I think what's more important than like specific transitions from panel to panel are the way an artist can lead your eye around the page yeah, in the right direction. Well, th- that's part of it too. Yeah, yeah. and I think yeah. there are some people that are really good at that. Obviously, Such as Carl I, mean, I feel like there's Barks different. Is yeah, really, really good at that.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's different types.
4: Such though.
0: as,
2: like, I feel like they're. I don't know. It would depend on the the story you're telling i guess but um i feel like there's like for, for instance like in batwoman there's some crazy like experimental panel layouts going right. on from jh williams yeah. yeah yeah and like at one point i think some of the layouts were like actual or some of the panels were like actual bats like they were oh bats really yeah. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah there's there's yeah.
0: A, a good uh, williams did a um an issue of just regular batman and like one of the pages all the panels were uh separated by like stalactites from the that came and Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, his same man. He's so we're doing just talking crazy about stuff. Yeah. best gutters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then, then James yeah. Williams has best gutters. Uh, but that's something you would think about a lot when you're like, I feel like some artists don't even think about like moving an eye yeah. around the page. But I feel like yeah. that's something that you think about a lot. Definitely. Lumber, I try James. to.
2: I don't know. But yeah. I mean, it's I feel like CD
0: we've had conversations
4: about it cause, before. Because like some it of the, the guys who work at College Park, like they're artists and their like biggest complaint is that people are good artists but not good comic book storytellers. Yeah. So just doing, like, art in a box and then another box. And it's like, the page isn't laid out well. It doesn't flow well. It doesn't draw your eye around. I find that's true with a lot of
0: photorealistic stuff. uh, Because, for one, if you're working so much from reference, like, it's not going to match up the way it does when you do other stuff. But there's something, like, stiff about that where if there's no dynamism, like, your eye isn't, like, darting from place to place in a way that's interesting.
2: Right. I think it definitely, like, once again, it depends on the story you're telling. I'm just going to say, like, Alex and Ada... Like, as a contrast to J.H. Williams, Yeah. are so just very, very still, yeah. and those are just boxes, like, one box to another. But I think that, like, the size of the box and, like, like how on the page and everything is going to hold your eye for a particular amount of time. So like, huh. good I, point. Well,
0: because they do interesting things with space and like negative space and yeah. panels i think well, that's like the the, <clears throat> the art within the box is smaller so it makes it quieter yeah and it yeah. makes it, it it's you know a lot of that book is about how those characters are kind of separated from everything else and i yeah. think it emphasizes that as well
1: they, like, and they're good at you know tension within the panel as well
0: yeah like, Kirby's really good. good at it. Like, his old, like,
4: like when the thing swings his arm, he's got, like, all those kind of, like, curved speed lines. Yeah. Like, he's another one that kind of draws you across the page real well.
0: I mean, I think an example of somebody, like, hey, you are talking about some people are good artists, but they're not good at storytelling. Yeah. And, it's, and then you could, like, have somebody like Frank Santoro, whose, like, page layouts are incredible. And, like, the way he, yeah. like, his composition and stuff is amazing. But then, like, people aren't into it because his draftsmanship is, like, you know, not as, you know, up to par as maybe some other people. Yeah. But, like, I think that's kind of the point with his thing yeah. stuff too is that like the storytelling is just as important if not more yeah. important than that stuff and so that's what he concentrates on and that's why the, uh pompey was one of the best books that came out last year yeah um yeah so oh, uh, another
4: one uh matt fraction did a huge post about this looking at the old message kelly uh, daredevil issues where he was just finding like page after page after page where you could draw uh, triangles from like opposite corners down to a point where it's like right. focusing two characters together looking at a third point.
0: On, it, was, it was amazing. Yeah,
2: I was just about to mention, also because I'm staring at a serious world right. right now. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. But I was gonna say he's, he's so good. pretty amazing. Yeah,
0: I mean, he's definitely one of the yeah. best. He doesn't do a lot, so it's yeah. like I feel like people don't talk about him maybe enough. Uh... Yeah, but his Daredevil stuff and Batman Year One and Asterios Polyp. Asterios Polyp is weird. It's it's there's kind of a barrier of entry to that book because it's got such a weird subject matter. It's yeah. like about a architecture professor. Yeah, yeah
2: <laughs> and his estranged wife. Or yeah, something. and he's kind of a
0: piece of crap. He's like a yeah. terrible person. But um, so good. But it's still a really really good. It's book. like one of the best graphic yeah. novels ever. Um, yeah. yeah. So those people. Yeah.
2: <laughs> to answer your question. I don't know. Did Everybody we? who's good at comics. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Um, we said which one was our favorite. Yeah, so. but I yeah. feel like as far as like, uh, you know, storytelling and stuff, I mean, it's Karl Marx is the best.
4: Yeah, there's like that. <laughs> yeah, that one in the back, like when they're launching the bomb or whatever and it's like the missile coming down across the page while like someone was pointing the other way and it like made a bullseye at the bottom where it exploded. I'm just like, yeah, it's amazing.
0: So good. Uh, well, thanks good. for the question, Dave. If you guys have questions, you can send those questions to podcast at bigplanetcomics.com or our Twitter at Big or our Facebook on Facebook, <laughs> or our Tumblr ask box, or uh, ask us in person, or slip a note under the door after we close.
2: Or you could tweet at you,
0: or tweet at me <laughs> at Kevin Panetta. <laughs> it's gonna Can be we so get a good.
2: Tone? Real quick,
0: people are so drunk I right now.
2: Request yeah. <laughs> um, reggaeton. <laughs>
0: That's no, good. I, I like that. Like he was like, oh, you know the the reggaeton horn, but you would just call it a reggaeton. <laughs> reggaeton. <laughs> <laughs> Will you play that tone that is associated with reggae music? <laughs> Y'all, are already drunk. Yeah, it's true. All right, uh, so we're going to review some books. Ooh. Thanks for the question, Dave. And uh, here we go. Which, I don't know what any of these buttons are anymore. We love comics yeah. <laughs> as well, except when they're written by Scott Lovedale. I prefer important books like Louis Riel. It's time for reviews. Up first this week, we've got 100th Anniversary Special, The Avengers Number One. This is written and drawn by James Stokoe. So they've done a few of these so far. Most of them have not been that great. The Fantastic Four one was pretty good. The Fantastic Four was good. X Men wasn't great. Uh, Spider Man was not good. That's true. Yeah. um, I like the FF one. Yeah, FF was good, but it wasn't nearly as good as this, which, as (laughs) Kelly pointed out today, was kind of felt like. uh,
1: The first one that actually (laughs) made you understand what they were even trying to do.
4: The Fantastic Four did that
1: yeah well this is all like actually, the kids of fantastic i War. just love how he framed it in like this is an this is a marvel comic made in yeah. you know 2063 with you know the various little ads for things and the fact that it's gone but not forgotten james stokoe i did not see that <laughs> until right
0: now that's, <laughs> that's it's exactly. his obituary
1: yes i love it it's so
0: funny and there are lots of like um lots of references like editors notes to other uh comics that don't exist right and it's not they're... even an
1: editor it's an it's like an ed- edit bot yeah it's or like something.
0: editron yeah. Yeah, Edtron Thirty Thirty, which is a Deltron Thirty Thirty reference, which is like a really obscure rap thing. Still, the funky Homo Sapiens like electronic rap thing. But anyway, nice uh, shout out, Kevin. Well, it, that's what it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, what, Jared? Do you want to explain what this book is actually about? The story of Avengers twenty sixty three. So,
4: this is like Kelly said, an issue from way in the future of the Avengers, and in the previous issues. The Badoon had invaded Earth and basically conquered the whole thing. Badoon! And basically, it seems like the entire North American continent has been vanished as pulled away. So all of North America is just part of the ocean now. And so they're running around uh, Kuala Lumpur with the new Avengers, or what's left of them, which is only Rogue, who's still old uh, around and very old. Doctor Strange in his new reincarnated form.
0: The and coolest Doctor Strange. Yes. He's so
4: awesome. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and Beta Ray Bill, the awesome horse-faced alien who once wielded Thor's hammer and, and now is back. And it was just the same Beta Ray Bill because yep. he's... He's in, an alien. Right. Yeah, yeah.
1: And Tony Stark's brain is there too.
4: Oh yeah, Tony Stark is there. His brain is running a giant robot factory. He's really full sad. Of, his brain definitely is sad because he can't drink. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Uh, they're, you know, a bunch of cleanup crews uh, trying to clean up all this alien mess. Uh, and then... They are attacked, and it's by Mole Man the Third, who I assume is the grandson, or perhaps, I don't know, a new reign, <laughs> reign uh, king of the underworld.
0: Yeah, and I think what was nice about this is it felt very complete. It felt like a yes. whole story. It had yes. a nice resolution at the end, and uh, it, it was like, it's just an easy thing to recommend to people to pick up. And, you know, if people don't know who James Stokoe is, I don't know if I said that he is the artist oh, yeah. of Wargstein yeah, and Wonton Soup, and uh, he's incredible. Uh, he's got a very... Uh super hyper detailed style similar to somebody like Jeff Darrow or at least influence. And I would say it's from the sort of same school of Walker's artists same. as uh Brandon Graham, yeah. uh Raphael Grandpa. Yeah. Uh all those uh cool guys. And like gorgeous. his color palette is all reds, purples, and greens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and let's just be honest, it's just all greens uh gradient into purples. Every single thing that he colors. <laughs> it works. It's I know. great. Yeah, yeah. No, it's great. I love it so much. Uh, yeah, I wish he would do more orc stain. I don't know what's going on with that, but uh, I think he
1: yeah. is. I think it's happening.
0: I mean, I, yeah, he should. He should. <laughs> it's what we all want, James Stoko.
1: Yeah, if you're listening.
0: Hey, hey if you're listening, follow James Stoko at He Got that's, that's his. That's his that's Twitter his handle. Yeah, okay. I tweeted yep. at him yesterday. Um, <laughs> he did not respond to me. You guys. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right, so up next we got a couple books. These are uh, two Doctor Who books, two new Doctor Who books for all you Whovavores. Um, <laughs> isn't that what they're called? I think the term is All right, so uh, the first, so uh, basically, is this IDW? Who's doing this? Oh, no, this is Titan. This is oh, yeah, this it, is yeah. Titan. Yeah. Is first Who are doing, are they doing the. Is is Titan doing the Brass Sun book?
4: Yep. Yeah. So basically, Titan is a British publisher that... uh, It's kind of like the book wing of 2000 AD. And now they're moving back into actually doing comics in the American format.
0: Yeah, they're kind of like what Rebellion was, but is now titan but there was also That's titan before confusing. it's weird yeah uh, they used to just publish like doctor who source books and stuff yeah. like that but now they publish more comics but yeah so they've launched two new series uh one about the 10th doctor uh the david Tennant doctor and one about the 11th doctor the matt smith doctor and they'll be launching a 12th one soon yep, yep. about favorite. the spanish doctor dr Kian. wait whose favorite and <laughs> wait what is the third one they're doing one about of the new doctor yeah, when that, when yeah, that starts up heater, yeah. Peter O'Toole. <laughs> Um Yeah, so uh, we'll start out with The Tenth Doctor. So this is written by Nick Abadzis, uh, who wrote Leica and Hugo Tate and um, uh, some Marvel UK comics in the, in the 90s. And He also drew those two books. So. Yeah, and he's written a bunch of Doctor Who stuff yep. uh, for the Doctor Who magazine for a long time, a lot of serialized comics in there. And uh, the art in this is by Elena Casagrande. Who I think does a really really awesome mm-hmm. job, so good it reminds they me a great. lot of uh like Ryan Brown, the guy that draws God hates astronauts, which is oh. uh a cool book but uh yeah so this this Doctor Who book is about uh a it, it it's in America, which is pretty interesting. Although I was talking to Kelly today and we were like, it's it's crazy that it's in America. And then we named like fifty Doctor Who episodes that were in America. <laughs> they but never like, do that. Oh yeah, wait, they do. Yeah, they do. Uh so this is about uh what are the two characters' names? Uh Gabriella.
1: Gabriella. Uh
0: is the is the main character. Yeah. And uh she's kind of stuck in her uh she has kind of a controlling family who wants the best for her, but they're kind of holding her down. It's like, it's
4: like the traditional, like immigrant parents who are now, you know, trying to, be very protective of their children and not letting them do their own thing but they're saying like we've worked so hard for this you should keep working at it
0: and then on the peripheral of this story a lot of crazy things start happening um it's it takes place during the day of the dead and um
1: leading up to it
0: yeah or or leading up to it and uh like her her grandmother sees a picture of her grandfather sort of turn monstrous and then something crazy happens to a baby and then at the same time well it does (laughs) (laughs) it's true and then um like a minotaur thing shows up and all uh Doctor Who uh, also shows up, and he's walking around with this uh, crazy thingamabob that seems to be fixing the problems. And then uh, a giant monster shows up at the end. On the subway. On the subway. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it, then there will be more stuff that happens after this issue.
1: It was really good.
0: <gasps> <laughs> yeah, I thought it was really good. I thought it was a really good setup. I thought Nicobazis did, got um, the the character's voice down really well. Yeah. And it felt like an episode of a Doctor Who TV show, but lot, not like a crappy one, like a good one.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. yeah so and then next we have uh, the Doctor Who 11th Doctor book about Matt Smith.
1: Yeah. Uh, so this was written by Al Ewing, who's doing the Loki, Loki yeah. agent of Asgard thing and... Art by was Rob Williams. No, it's oh, co-written it? with Robert. Oh, okay, yeah. and an um, art by Simon Fraser.
0: yeah Simon Fraser, who um, who was he's part of. Uh, does that group still exist? Yeah, activists. Activate. Activate. They yep. still do stuff. Yep. And he also draws Nikolai
4: Dante for yeah, 2018 yeah. That's ah. his big thing. But yeah.
0: So Kelly, are you prepared to tell people about the story in this issue of Doctor yeah, without yeah, taking I think like I think an it. hour? Can you get closer to your microphone when you do it? Only Nick takes an hour. Oh, I don't know. This is Doctor Who. Start a timer. <laughs> She's one of them.
1: <laughs> but this is the a ninth fan? Doctor. It's yeah. not the ninth Doctor. I think I, I think I've got it. Okay. Um, yeah. So this one takes place in London, and it picks up this woman whose name I do not remember. But she Alice, Alice um, is basically everything in her life is sad. Her mother died and she's losing her job and she's getting evicted. And then this giant multicolored alien puppy thing just shows up in the middle of the street and the doctor is chasing it. And so basically it turns into this sort of very Matt Smith type story of, you know, chaos is happening. And um, she sort of gets swept along for the ride. And it is it was a very sweet story about how the. The creature was drawn to sadness, basically. It eats sadness, so it naturally shows up. Or it eats discontent. And so it decides to have lunch, like, in Parliament. It's like <laughs> the most
0: Stephen moffat kind yeah, of Yeah, it really was. Yeah, so, so I thought what was interesting about these two is, like, they both felt, you know, it's they could have just been two Doctor Who stories. And Doctor Who can be a very blank slate sometimes as well. But I felt like both of these writers got the the personalities of the two doctors. And the right. books are totally different. Totally different kinds of stories. Yeah. But
4: um, there's some really nice touches like uh, the opening of the story of Alice. Like... The first three pages are all in gray tones, yeah. And then when she runs into the doctor, suddenly it's all—it's like uh, you know, Wizard of Oz, all full colorful stuff. But I didn't notice until the second time, as she's going through her like humdrum, depressed existence, the TARDIS starts showing up in the background, and it's in color, like as a little blue thing way in the background.
0: Yeah. So I'm like stuff like that. I'm like, this is awesome.
2: Mind blown. Yes. <laughs> yep. Uh
0: yeah, so I thought both of these were good. Uh for me the tenth Doctor book was maybe a little bit stronger. Yeah. But uh but I thought they were both solid and, and you know, good, I think, good yeah, first issues. I think the new. tenth was
4: stronger, but I kinda
0: like the story of the eleventh one more. I think like characters a, are there's another no, they're both great. Yeah, there's a little more, like, pathos in the second story, yeah. maybe. Although the first one, there's a, there's a lot going well, on. Well, I mean, too. I yeah, feel they, like the first one,
1: the Tenth Doctor spends, it spends a lot of the issue, like, building this really interesting family drama. So That's I'm interested true. in yeah, that, yeah. whereas the eleventh one is, like, heartbreaking more, right out of the gate. And then, <laughs>
4: like, just crazy adventure
0: And stuff. then there's right. a monster yeah. on the fourth page. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I thought they were both good. We'll be back to uh, review the fourth one. And we'll probably, uh, or the third one.
1: The twelfth, the twelfth
0: one. one, the twelfth one, <laughs> the thirteenth, the one. third one of the twelfth one. <laughs> oh, um, gosh. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and then hopefully we'll we'll interview these guys when they come for a signing.
4: Yep, which yeah. I think will be interesting to see, like the writer from one and the artist from the other series, kind of their different experiences dealing with this. Cause... I'm just gonna ask Bad's
0: this about Godzilla? So whatever. That's, sounds um, all right, up next we've got <laughs> Gru versus Conan. This is uh, written by Mark Evanier. Is that how you say his name? I Maybe. think so. Um, uh, with art by Sergio Aragonés and Thomas Yates uh, and and uh, they both draw very different things in this book because this is about Gru and Conan, sort of.
4: So Gru is was created by Sergio Aragones and uh, Mark Evanier. Well, what the eighties? I don't know, forever ago. And they've done it. Yeah, it was in, lots like, and lots and lots. Yeah, of it days. was
0: during Epic Comics. So I want to say it's like 85, eighty-five, eighty-six.
4: Yeah. Um, and they did like one hundred and thirty issues of it or something. And now they they do it every so often. They'll do like a mini series of it. Um, the then, original
0: first Gru the Wanderer miniseries, like four or six-ish yeah. thing, is so good. They're all so good. I used to be obsessed with Gru when yeah, I was. Yeah, me kid.
4: too. I had tons <laughs> of them. Um, uh, but yeah, so basically Gru is the world's dumbest barbarian. in the a, world's in dumbest a, idiot. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, in the fantasy world. Um, but he is also one of the greatest swordsmen. But more often, he will accidentally kill people that like he's trying to help. He's like that kind of idiot. Um, and then, of course, Conan is the famous Robert E. Howard. Uh, super smart uh, barbarian thief guy. And so they don't really match. No. Like, they're both from the fantasy worlds, but Conan is much more serious. But
0: that is um, 100% what this book is yes. about. <laughs> so
4: this is perfect. So uh, so basically, Thomas Yates draws all the Conan parts,
0: and uh, Sergio draws all the, the Gru parts. But Sergio also draws the parts that are about... Him, him not wanting to draw a mark, <laughs> yes, a Gru Conan crossover. <laughs> so
4: they, they put themselves into their comics a lot, but usually it's like a, a funny intro page. Like, here's our new issue. They break the like, kind of an intro breaking the fourth wall. But in this, it just cuts back and forth between uh, the comic and then him not wanting to do it, and then Sergio
0: to get he gets hit on the head. Right? Yeah. Basically, uh, they're
4: trying <laughs> to shut down a comic his his local comic book shop, and he gets hit on the head by a policeman, and basically goes crazy and thinks that he is Conan. Uh, and runs off into the woods in his hospital gown and starts trying to redraw Conan, uh, grew comics into Conan comics, like
1: it, in a tree.
4: Yeah, it's <laughs> super weird. It's
0: really stupid, but yeah. like in but that's, a, that's Grew. It's yeah. like really funny, but really dumb. Like I was like, oh, how are they going to do this? Is this even? Is there a, even any point to yeah. this? But I thought they did like a fun, weird thing with it. Yeah. It is a really weird book. Yep. I, I feel so. like you have to be really nerdy to think this is funny or good at all. But, yeah, but, but uh, that's kind of Grew. Yeah, like, yeah, but yeah. that's Grew. Yeah, um, yeah, but I, I thought it was interesting. I, I I'll be curious to see what they do for four issues yeah. of this.
2: Do you think the next issue that um, that Sergio is gonna draw the Conan parts, and
0: that would be awesome. Uh, be <laughs> that would be pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> also, because everybody a... wants to see a Conan in Sergio style. Yeah, that'd that be sure. so good. Yeah. And a really serious Gru. Yeah, and a <laughs> yeah. super serious Gru. Yeah, like a realistic one. That'd be amazing.
2: What is uh, Gru's dog's name?
0: Referto. Referto.
2: He's my favorite. If you, <laughs> if you look on the back,
4: a new thing they've been doing is Referto gets his own little strips on the back, which are usually from his point of view. Yeah, so uh, Gru has a, a sidekick, Referto. that he picks up in, like, issue 40 back in the day who is, like, way smarter than him, but still loves him. And... If you wish
0: to find out more about yeah. Referto, read the Gru and Referto <sighs> miniseries from Dark Horse Comics. There you go. Uh, Does
2: <laughs> Referto have a Twitter? Can you plug that real yep, quick? Yep,
0: that's uh, at uh, wolfwolfbarkbark.com <laughs> <laughs> at dot com <laughs> <laughs> um, You spell out the D-O-T. Yep. <laughs> yes, uh, nice. yeah. uh, Alright, so up next we have uh, Leaky Timbers. This is uh, a kid's book uh, written and drawn by uh, Joey Ellis. And uh, yeah, this was a Kickstarter, I believe, right, Jerry? Maybe. (laughs) Yeah. Sure. Uh, (laughs) I thought that's how we got it. Or no, maybe he just was like, hey. He's he's like, like, hey, here's a cool book. And we checked it out. It looked awesome. So we got it. He
2: published it, right? Yeah. He published
0: it himself and he wrote and drew it. It looks great. It does look really good for a self published yeah. book for a self. Let me just let me just be like, it looks really great for a for, baby book. You know <laughs> it is. looks great
1: for a book
2: for a book.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah so it, it, it has great production values. Brooke, you're holding that book in your hand. Do you want to tell people what it's about?
2: Um, should I? Add a, um, yeah, it's
0: pretty simple, right? I tried to give you one that wasn't like Robin Rises Omega. <laughs>
2: that was like my favorite book. <laughs> but, oh really? Yeah, um, yeah. Leaky Timbers is adorable. It's about uh, this little. Like, is it fair to call them monsters? They're yeah, monsters. they're monsters. Yeah, I mean, cute, you know, They're not cute monsters. monsters monsters but they're mo- they're like monsters
0: yeah <laughs> there are three monsters that live in the leaky timbers apartment complex well, there's like
2: a lot of monsters but mostly live... about those three. well do you want to review it or... no you do it <laughs> <laughs> okay so anyway as kevin just stated that it's about three or more um monsters that live in the leaky timbers um apartment complex and it's just it follows wolfie and his brother and um the manager of the apartment complex sometimes and then the other characters other I times brothers, aren't they oh are they yeah. both
0: jackson and the other one
2: i didn't know jackson was his brother mm-hmm. yeah well so it's I about didn't... three
0: <laughs> three bros
2: monster bros it's monster bros
0: but they go back in time
2: they do <laughs> are you gonna spoil everything about the book
4: almost naturally i just said like you do <laughs> and then i
0: caught myself and i had to say it anyway yeah, so they go back in time and go right. on an adventure yeah. yeah. And uh there's a bunch of little short strips mixed in with it.
2: With the other like the
0: the manager and just the, like burp and derp at the movies. Yeah. It's got a very like yo Gabba, Gabba look
2: to it. Yeah. Is that fair? That's very fair.
0: Yeah. Uh mixed with like some Sesame Street Muppety stuff. Uh the sense of humor is fun. It's uh it's like the kind of stuff that kids should, will probably find really funny, which yep. is mm-hmm. good cuz it's for kids. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, I thought it was a fun little book in the arts. Nice.
4: Like I don't know. It's so super cartoony like you know, it's like some people do the cartoony style and just aren't accomplished at it. And then some people just have like, you know, like it's like people look at like James Kulchaka and Carl Barks like, anyone can draw like that you're like no you have to be awesome to draw like this and Mm -hmm. and joyless clearly has done it enough to make it really good looking i
0: think the worst is like somebody like chris ware ivan brunetti who are basically just drawing like circles yeah but it's like no they're like drawing circles they're actually hand
2: drawing yeah Yeah. and all the circles are
0: in the right places (laughs) yeah (laughs) um
2: like have you tried to just draw a circle that's so hard yeah Yeah. stuff is hard
0: (laughs) they probably use um compasses
2: no he does it by hand with a brush
0: he doesn't draw it first with a compass.
2: I don't know. <laughs> Let's, ask him. Let's tweet at him. Um, <laughs> yeah, at will, will not <laughs> Could you just plug his Twitter real quick? Yep,
0: uh, <laughs> at Jamie Corrigan. <laughs> um, yeah. So up next, we've got Ragnarok number one. This is written by Walter Simonson and drawn by Walter Simonson. Walter Simonson uh, did Thor For and Star Slammers. Oh yeah, and a um, bunch of stuff.
2: So this is the this is the, the best one, right? No. Okay.
0: Well, I don't know. No? I didn't. Re- I didn't read it. Jared, is this the best one for the week? Yeah. No, for Walt Simonson. I thought you meant. <laughs> yeah. What are you asking, Brooke? What's your question?
2: I mean, you know, for the week or for forever. I don't know.
4: It's pretty awesome. awesome. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So basically, he is practically synonymous with fantasy and Thor in particular. Like he took the Thor. This is the Marvel Thor. So why
0: not trade off that and make a book called Ragnarok?
4: Pretty much. Um, so like the opening thing is basically a Thor fighting, you know, the end of the world in Ragnarok or whatever, but then it jumps, uh, to a group of, uh, evil elf assassins who have a cute family and a cute little baby. And the mom's like, all right, I got to go off and kill people.
2: It's Ragnarok. Yeah. It's busy time.
4: Are there any frost giants in it? Uh, not yet. Um but yeah, so she goes off and is Talks basically to me when
2: there's frost giants. We'll she's a vamp. she's great.
4: She kills a lot of people and you have awesome scenes of like gods That's cool. locked up in mm-hmm. chains and some amazing orcs and giant crazy fortresses and a lock that has Thor's hammer in it with a million chains. I I I thought like Walter Simonson is really good at inventing like a crazy world of just like epic architecture and crazy stuff. Who's but that? Possibly, the one that, possibly Thor. I mean,
2: well, I'm thinking it's Thor. You're thinking
4: it's like the end of the end times, and Thor's now locked up. in Hey, I haven't read dead. this comic, but he's hey, got a very distinct. You guys here, are making
0: so. it sound pretty good. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> it definitely felt like it felt like a Thor comic without feeling like a Marvel Thor comic. Like yes. he did a really good job of making it a very distinct story, and it looks very distinct. So I like yeah. that a lot.
0: It's cool. Cool.
1: So, the best one.
4: <laughs> the, best,
0: the best one. All right. Up next, we've got uh, Star Spangled War Stories, number one uh, G.I. Zombie. Uh, this is written by Jimmy Palmiotti and Justin Gray, who are the current team on All Star Western. Uh, and this has art by Scott Hampton, who I always get mixed up with Bo Hampton. I assume they are brothers. brothers yeah. And they both paint things. But, uh, yeah. One. Where's my copy of this? All right. Oh, okay. No, I got it. Uh, so, yeah, so this is, uh, I didn't know what this was going to be when I opened it up. I know. Like, I heard G.I. Zombie, and I'm like, this is going to be terrible. Because the cover makes it look like it is about a zombie fighting in World War One. Yeah. Who did the cover? Is it? Uh, I believe it is oh, Darwin Cook. Oh, it's Darwin Cook. Cook. Yeah. weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. It definitely looks like Darwin Cook.
4: <laughs> well, um, one thing I'm almost positive is, one, Star Spangled War Stories is like an old DC title that they revived to make sure they didn't lose the copyright, and I presume there's been
0: a G.I. Zombie, but... Yeah, I'm sure there was because yeah. all the other things they've done like this are like the, the rebooting some old, the War the character. Time Forgot, and yeah. all that stuff. It's like all all the old. Right, I just didn't know if GI Zombie was an old character.
1: It says I... featuring the premiere of uh, GI Zombie on the front of the comic.
4: I can't read. GI Zombie
1: created by Jimmy Palmiotti, Palmiotti and, and Justin. It does not miss anything. It's right there, man. Why I'm should
0: I've looking... been on the podcast <laughs> before? <laughs> I
1: read the comics. <laughs> hey
0: y'all, uh, if you're looking for a collector's <laughs> item, this is the first appearance of <laughs> GI Zombie. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so this this starts out with um, a woman in a bar. Um, do they say what her name is? Tiffany Tiff, or just mm-hmm. Tiff? She's named after the file format uh, <laughs> image file. Um, I thought that was GIF.
2: <laughs> no Tiff, it's for printing and stuff. It's good. Yeah, it's be-
0: yeah. She's uh, <laughs>
1: better than GIF. Have you heard about it, Jared? Have you heard of the Tiff?
0: Hey, the GIF? you heard the news today? Oh boy. <laughs> um, yeah. So her name's CMYK Tiff. <laughs> Uh, she's three hundred DPI. Um, no, so she yeah she's she's just hanging in this bar and um, a biker bar. Yeah, biker bar, and she's like, kind of just being like a, a criminal biker bar. Yeah, she's just kind of being a badass, and uh, she's like, hey, um, I want to join your gang, basically. And they're like, well, prove yourself. We just found this federal officer, so uh, we want you to get some information out of him. And then she chops off his hands and um, shoots him in the head. Yep. She and has you're some like, questions. yeah. So they she, she, she tortures him along the it way. Sounds
2: like a terrible way to.
0: Yeah, she didn't really get any information from <laughs> she, what I. She got a little bit, and then the guy's like,
4: nah, I'm not going to talk to you." And she's like, "Cool, I'll shoot you." Yeah, and, and they're so like
0: she, that didn't help at she all. She kind of proves herself to these people, and then <laughs> by being crazy. Yeah, and then <laughs> not and, a good torture. And then you find out she goes back to her hotel with the body, which she's going to dump in the lake. And you see that the that uh the dude is a zombie that is working with her. And she uh and most importantly, all a ruse
4: can reattach all of his severed parts and dead shot in the head parts, like he doesn't like blasted to pieces he can reassemble yeah so
0: so uh they and then they kind of introduce a um so they're gonna go check out and see what's going on and these are people are basically like weapons dealers and they kind of find a big thing at the end i don't want to say what that is and there's also another little thing revealed about the gi zombie character which i thought added a nice little twist to the yeah. story yeah. um and yeah i was actually pretty surprised by this it yeah. was um you know and i don't want to say palmiati and gray don't do good things but they definitely are uneven inconsistent yeah like they'll uh like all-star western was great Uh, I'm not reading it currently, but, you know, it was really good for a while, especially when um, they were doing all that sort of history of Gotham stuff in it. But then there's stuff like um, the Battle for Bloodhaven that they wrote, you know, but then their then their Jonah Hex stuff was really great, especially the Geordie Burnett issue. So it's like uh, I didn't know what to expect going into this, but I thought it was a pretty solid book. All right. Well, I yep. said everything yep. there was to say about that, I guess. Yep. I don't um, know.
4: <laughs> if anyone else got stuff to say, yell at us. Uh, all
0: right. Up next, we've got Storm number 1. This was written by Greg Pack, who writes um, lots of stuff. What is he writing right now? Uh, he is writing S- Superman action comics. Cool. Yeah. Right. Sure. Yes. Uh, and he's also writing Hulk? No. Well, he wrote no. Hulk in the He 90s. wrote Hulk. Is he writing any Marvel stuff right now? Probably. Wolverine? No. Storm. Mm-hmm.
1: Storm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we are holding it in our hands.
0: Uh, and the art in this is by uh, Victor Ibanez, who's done a ton of stuff for Marvel he's in the last so few years. good. He's yeah, really, really yeah. good. I like, think he keeps getting. I, I don't think I've really paid enough attention to him. This art. I think he's blew one of those. Away. One of those guys you see, and uh, you know, it's like his older. Maybe his older stuff wasn't as eye-catching as this, but this, this okay. stuff in this is really, really great. Uh, yeah. So this starts out with Storm uh, protecting an island from a giant tidal wave.
1: A tidal wave. Yeah. So it's sorry. Um, so it's a lot of like storm, I don't know, reflecting on how she's grown as a person and as a mutant, how, you know, she, as a, as a child, she would have dealt with it one way and she manages to, she basically like summons all of these tornadoes and like creates a giant funnel around the village and everybody is saved. And then she immediately runs into, um, anti-mutant sentiments. Because it's an X-Men comic. Right, exactly. (laughs) And so that's, you know, right out of the gate. And then they have this neat little B story with one of the students at the um, Jean Grey School for Higher Learning who doesn't really want to be there. And she is staging a protest. And so it's, I mean, the issue is about, you know, I don't know, knowing who you are and being comfortable in your skin. And it was, I thought, a really good set
0: up. Yeah, I, th- I thought um, to come. I thought introducing this character who calls herself Creep. creep yeah. Um, uh, or
1: Flourish. Yeah,
0: but yeah, uh, yeah her name's supposed to right be now. Flourish, but she uses the name Creep. Right. She'll be Flourish um, later, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, on the last page, she'll be like, and now I am Flourish. <laughs> Storm will cry and uh, Tear will fall out of the sky. Um, no, but I thought I thought one of the best things in this was their relationship and that like Storm can obviously see a lot of herself in uh, this young girl in this school. And, uh, yeah, and then so when maybe she doesn't live up to her expectations, it makes her uh a little bit reckless because she wants to kind of prove to right. her younger self that her older self is, is not a sellout, yeah, right? It's not a, a sellout. sellout. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, and I thought it was really well done. And yeah, like everybody said the art's great and uh mm-hmm. yeah, it seems like that's what the book is going to be about kind of is yeah. about their relationship, which I think is awesome. Oh, really? Yeah. I, yeah. I think so. Yeah, Is it, it seems like it's just starting. Well, I think that. she well, just
2: she went back, back home. Though. She goes back
1: home. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, she does. Though. I think Never it's mind. just about.
2: I think it's going to be about Storm, which I'm pretty excited about. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, and we should mention Storm has a mohawk again. <laughs> oh, yeah. love that hair! Yeah. Love it. So, uh, so that's good. Yeah, and I was totally way off base about that thing about it being about that the whole time.
4: <laughs> it could um,
0: be, <laughs> but uh,
2: she might come back. She definitely went back to Mexico.
0: Yep. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, so that's Storm number one. It was good. I, like,
4: I
1: loved it. it. Was good.
0: Like, the parts where, like, she
4: stands there and, like, the kind of, like, cloak wing cape thing she flies with is, like, flared out around her. Like, every time he did one of those layouts, it just looks so pretty. Mm -hmm. He understands. "Ah, He understands
2: fabric and things. There you go. How to draw him.
4: So good. He's
2: impressive. I I don't know, though. Like, if you were Storm, would you have handled the tsunami that way? I don't think I would have, like, hit it with a bunch of tornadoes. I think I would have just, like, made it, like, I don't know go up into the clouds and then made it rain.
4: Can she do that? Well,
1: she says, she says in the very she beginning she's like, she wants. if I was, you know, if I was a baby I would do it this way but I know that I would end up just hurting somebody else further up the coastline. Well, yeah, just, she like, said when she was a out. baby she would have just like split the wave into which is crazy. Right.
4: So you're saying just like kind of make it yeah, like condense up into it, the clouds, evaporate, or evaporate it, yeah.
1: into the clouds, and then like oh, wow. make it rain for a little Maybe while. that's super hard. I'm not storm.
4: Yeah, she did. Know. She did seem a little stressed out by some of her tricks in this. She, she was she's struggling.
1: Like, she, I just, you know, I don't know. She's pushing herself. It's cool. I mean, you see, she's in a lot of team books, and she's always like, you know, the voice of reason and the calm. That's and, true. Um, it was neat to to see kind of what was going on behind the. Under her the surface, internal,
2: internal struggle, under the facade. Yeah, yeah. I she's think she's cool. a cool character. So underrated. She's. I feel like the most like, besides Jean Grey, I guess, probably the most powerful. Well, maybe more powerful than Jean Grey. That's not no. Why?
4: Jean Grey exploded an entire planet. Scarlet Witch is more powerful than. I guess that's the yes. Why? Because, because she, Scarlet she Witch can like just re- say re- things and re- change reality. Reality. Yeah. yeah. Okay, right. Yeah. Yeah. Depends on who writes her, but they wrote her that she could do that. But I she mean, is, it, controls
2: the weather. I feel like I don't know. Yeah, but Nicholas Cage, the weather
0: man. Also controls Whoa. the weather. No, um, he's
2: just good at archery.
0: Is that what's in that? Katniss. You
2: didn't even see that. You didn't even see that movie. Katniss. She caught three. you.
0: She caught you. I know. I haven't seen The Weatherman. Is that what it's about? An archer?
2: No, I think. I don't <laughs> What did Archer even come into? Because, because she
0: said Archer? Well, because
2: he, he walks around with a bow and arrow. What? Oh. Really? Just like an accessory? Did, hang on. Stop the podcast. Did anybody else see The Weatherman? No. No. <laughs>
0: All right. Up next, we've got uh, Tukey Saves the Humans, number one. This is written by Jeff Smith. Uh, this was uh, previously uh, online, yep. which is why the pages are sideways. And uh, yeah, but even though it was online, it's still a new Jeff Smith comic.
4: I love this so much. I could barely contain myself. Like um, so yeah, so this is what a hundred thousand years ago. A hundred thousand dollars. Oh no, <laughs> two million years ago uh, yeah. during the ice age, uh, when there are still like you know, humanoids living all over the earth, but they're still like varied enough that they're basically different species that look extremely different, and have different ways of interacting.
0: And Tuki is one of them. I who's... like when he said he did a lot of research, and for some reason, it made me think of like he's like looking at cave paintings. <laughs> 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 anyway, I, <laughs> First, he's like, yeah, he's like, "Let me read these." Uh, this guy's memoir that he painted on a primary cave primary resource <laughs> be biography—the beginning
2: of Prometheus, <laughs> yeah. but Jeff Smith in a cave.
0: Hey, uh, let's go around the table. Is Prometheus a good movie? Let's start with Jared. No. Let's go to Brooke.
2: I'm. It's complicated.
0: Okay. Let's see, Kelly. <laughs> Not really, no. I'm gonna go with yes. Hey, that was a pretty good. Uh, well, yeah, I guess yeah. it's complicated. Contrast. Wins.
2: <laughs> it's co- well. I mean, I feel like th- there's so much about it that was amazing, and
1: then there's a quite a bit about it that wasn't.
2: Yeah, so but there's co- so much. There's
0: so much about a lot of movies that's that about most movies that's not amazing at all.
1: I honestly thought we were gonna <laughs> talk about Prometheus and Bob.
0: Wait, what is that? Is that that's from Liquid from, from Television? Or from Klam. From Kablam.
1: Yeah. Yay, '90s babies. <laughs>
0: God. I don't know Let's talk about, about Prometheus and
4: Bob. <laughs> I don't it's, know what that is. It's a claymation show. No, I know what it is. I don't okay, know. Okay. Kevin knows everything
0: the babies Well, we were know. talking yeah.
1: about cavemen. So I watched was a Kablam that had a toaster
0: song for the theme
1: song. <laughs> oh, it did. <laughs> True.
0: <laughs> um, all right, Jared. What's Tukey uh, versus the humans about? Uh, so, save. Yeah, it's uh,
4: Tuki, save the humans. Tukey
0: uh, yeah, so save the humans. Yeah, uh, so Tukey's
4: a dude wandering on his own. And he comes across another uh, species of human who's kind of a weird shamanistic dude who allows him with a magic dust to communicate because they have different languages and says that you're kind of on a mission. Uh, and there are weird little creatures following him, which we haven't seen. They're just like eyes in the darkness.
2: They're definitely on the cover. I don't want to spoil it. Are anything. they? Oh, yeah. God. That's definitely oh my those. God, those are
4: super cute. So weird little monkey dudes, hopefully. Because there's also a giant saber tooth, which I hope is also there. But yeah, it's basically him exploring and wandering in the wilderness and we don't know why he's on his own. And there's a hunt
0: and... Yeah, it's that earlier human he meets looks like Rafiki from The Lion King. <laughs> he
2: does. He's a little bit like Rafiki, <laughs> and he acts <laughs> like Rafiki. Yeah. Well, he yeah. acts like Rafiki if Rafiki like doesn't have his stuff together.
0: Yeah, yeah. He acts like a cross between Rafiki and Timon.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love the character. What of a Tuki, terrible cross. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, you but loved yet, you loved what?
1: I loved that the Tuki character just a lot. He's
4: so cool. Yeah, yeah I really liked him. Just, not know, cool, well, but I, mean, I, I liked him as a character a lot. Yeah.
1: It's pretty cool. To start out with, you know, he's hungry, and he's very simply motivated, and I, I like that.
4: I love his, his leaf cape.
0: It's yes. so good. I there was something it. very nice about, like, the way this book is paced. Like, yeah. there are a lot of pauses with, yeah. like, big vistas and stuff like that. And, uh yeah, it's like Jeff Smith decides to concentrate maybe on different things than other people would concentrate on in yeah. a story. But it works totally and he makes choices that I you know, a lot of people would never think to make and they they're awesome.
4: And like the interactions with him and all the other characters, animal or human, are just so good. There's <laughs> such good dialogue and like pauses and uh, but yeah, so basically, uh, I said so, did you guys know about this? Like the web version? I had, no, so idea. I had no idea. No idea. Yeah, yeah, like I didn't either. How Which is, is so, that not? Like, how is Jeff Smith doing a free online like a ridiculous? Yeah, it's idea? so weird. Like I just well, never. Well, that's gonna I...
2: be my big question: is that is is it was it just this one chapter?
0: Uh yeah. Uh, the second chapter online? is online now. Oh great! And uh, it's coming out in comic form in October. Oh my goodness! Huh. Yeah. So. Uh,
1: I mean, clearly there are people who. Are unaware of it. Like, this is a. Yeah,
0: like all of us. Right. <laughs> yeah. Which is so weird. Which like, is so oh, weird. Yeah, yeah. No uh, but it's really good.
4: Yeah. It's a new an like, Jeff Smith comic. He says in the back that basically this is supposed to be the first human to leave Africa. So it's like the real migration of humanity. Whatever. It's amazing. I can't I do wait hope to read more. Of this. When they cool. collect
0: this in a book, the spine is It'll on turn sideways. the yeah. the edge instead yeah. of on the top yeah. cuz I yeah. hate reading comics like that. Yeah, it's so weird. Uh but anyway, uh it was still very good. All right, up next we've got Supreme Blue Rose number 1. This is written by Warren Ellis who writes Trees and Planetary and the authority and Moon Knight, Moon Knight and uh, lots of other stuff. And, uh, this has art by Tula Lote, who I don't know, but it has, she's awesome. arts really, really, really good. Good art. Yeah. And, uh, This is a story about an out-of-work private investigator? Investigative journalist. Investigative journalist. Uh,
1: Yeah. Basically, it starts out with this really weird sort of dreamscape where (laughs) it, you know, in the way that dreams do, sort of flips from place to place. That doesn't make sense to us, but clearly makes perfect sense to her. And then she wakes up. And it, it, it ends with somebody telling her, don't trust this person. And then she goes in for a job interview, and it's that. Person like right it's out Darius the Dax. Yes, That's such a good name. <laughs> it's a great
2: name. Wait, isn't her name <laughs> Diana Dane? Yep. Is it? Yeah.
4: The first time they meet, he's she's like Diana Dane meets Darius Dax. Shall we fight crime? <laughs> like it's so good.
1: Yeah. So basically, he asks her. He basically tells her that he's going to pay her an obscene amount of money um, to investigate this one specific thing. This one
0: million dollars.
1: Right over time. 300,000 to start with.
0: 300,000 up front, 700,000 on the back
1: end. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Thanks for that detail. (laughs) That's important. Um,
0: So, yeah. With a promise of more work in the future. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. you have it in writing? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I thought it was it was cool. That's yeah, basically absolutely. all that happens at the first. And then she's like, "What? Well, what do I do?"
4: No, because it's the implication that she's investigating possible alien artifacts. Oh, or did you not say that? <laughs> no, I
2: did not. not. I'm she
1: sorry. didn't do that.
0: Oh, well, sorry. I was talking. You we're about,
1: really concerned about the million dollars.
0: Hey, three hundred <laughs> up front, seven hundred k on the back. End. <laughs> I mean,
2: you know, my eyes turned to dollar signs, and I was like, "I'm right there. I, tr- I trust you." Darius
0: <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, there's discussion about whether she should do it, and there's you know, introduction of different interesting characters who don't really work in the real world it's not something you would usually see and the art style works really really well for it so
0: yeah the artist and, makes some interesting choices to sort of yeah like uh the, uh, the character you're talking about the right. sh- her shadow is that her one shadow yeah. yeah yeah
1: and he says you can see my birth defect and it's this He's, bizarre sort of
4: his face is like all smudged out yeah sort of, sort
1: of yeah. it's just like a dave Zipko. mckean type yeah. multifaceted thing
0: ralph steadman so is this is this (laughs) professor knight thing in the middle what is that yeah so what is that yeah there's so there's like a little weird what seems like a pulp like it's described like it's a pulp thing but it's like a weird gory murder i
1: think i thought it was an ad yeah it's just two pages but
0: it's clearly her art and i'm just like i'm I'm pretty sure it's gonna it's something that will come back later in the series so i mean this book is so weird but so interesting yeah i thought it was good um i don't know if it's as strong as trees no not uh, not as as a start anyway but uh but it's Seems like it's a little bit more of a slow burn. It doesn't have that immediate high concept that Trees does, so maybe it's a little unfair yeah. to judge it so early, you guys. Well, it's got it's got so much
4: stuff in it. Like she has the the opening dream with the guy with no face, and then on the way to work to she do Instagrams. the interview, she sees the guy. Yeah, she, she takes an Instagram picture So there's a lot of stuff like that, and like this weird like adventure pulp serial thing in the middle of the comic. So I just feel like issue 12 will be like, oh, of course, this all made sense. But, well, hey, that's what I
0: look for in a comic, something that is going to get interesting yeah. in issue 12. I
4: didn't say <laughs> well, it would get interesting. I just think, like, hopefully it will all pay off. Yeah. It's, like, very it complicated. Sense.
1: I mean, Trees was very much like, you know we're the reader is figuring it out the people there already know whereas this we're going to be figuring it out with the protagonist yeah. so it's a different style of storytelling yeah. so
0: and there's always the danger with warren ellis that he doesn't actually know so we'll yeah. find out if he does or not yeah <laughs> uh well, most importantly is this a supreme reboot so that's what somebody asked me today too yeah. is what is he I has
1: said that it it like started from it or something like their references yeah. but it's not a reboot
0: okay is yes. that guy that she's going to look for, like, Supreme or something? Could be. I don't, we'll see. No, hope not. I <laughs>
1: Maybe it was his house that yeah. got destroyed. I don't know.
0: Maybe it was the house of jealous lovers.
1: Sure. Are All right, you guys. About Transformers. No.
0: Oh, yeah. No, we're talking about Through the Woods. Oh, oh no, let's talk right. about Transformers.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, this is Transformers versus G.I. Joe, number one. This is written uh, by Tom Scioli with John Barber. Yep. With art by Tom Scioli.
2: Can I... Wait, can we use With
0: special thanks for Ed Pisker for letting Tom Scioli borrow his uh, Transformers toys. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was pretty great. Why do you want to pause?
2: So I can read it real quick? Sure. sure. Let's,
0: let's do it. Alright, so we paused the podcast and Brooke did not read the Transformers <laughs> book. She read part of it. But uh, that's okay. Uh, so this is... Um, yeah, this is a crazy Transformers book that's like... Kirby meets 80s cartoon, just super nuts.
4: Most importantly, this is the Transformers versus G.I. Joe, which is a whole extra level of nerdery. Yeah. I I don't know. I can't even describe this. I don't. This book is so weird. What Uh, is the
0: story of this book, Jared?
4: uh, So basically, uh, the Transformers are coming to Earth. So there's been a few of them who have been on Earth. But basically, the Transformers planet, where all the Transformers live, is approaching Earth somehow. Cybertron. Yeah, but approaching Earth like a planet flying around, whatever. Uh, and so the GI Joe Sentient team, planet. which is all military dudes, are like trying to get ready to handle it that Earth is about to be attacked by robots.
0: That's it. If the if the Transformers live on a different planet, why are they shaped like Earth cars? Uh, because when right. the Ark crash landed on Earth, it sends
4: out little probes that analyze the local life forms. Which, in this case, they assume our cars are sentient robots like themselves. Thanks, everybody, then for listening to the <laughs> B-
0: <laughs> Comics podcast.
4: Come on, man. That was, like, the first episode of the show. I, is it? I don't, I don't know. yeah, I'm because they're, they're camouflaged is to look like local things. So that's how the Dinobots did it because they scanned dinosaurs
0: and made them look like dinosaurs. So when they live on Cybertron, they're not cars. Yeah, they look like whatever the local cars are. Oh. The local tech. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh good to know?
1: Now I know about Transformers.
0: Yeah, so this uh yeah, so that's this comic. And then at the end, did you say what happens at the end? No. They decide to they're gonna go to Cybertron and check things out. On a G.I. Joe spaceship. <laughs> yeah, on a G.I. Joe spaceship that's on top of another G.I. Joe spaceship. Uh, so the <laughs> big one and the little one. <laughs> uh the crazy hey, thing is the little one
4: you could actually buy. It was a toy. It was huge.
0: The level of uh ridiculousness in this comic is off. The charts, yeah, this um,
4: yeah, this is a Kirby comic. It just happens <laughs> to
0: be about GI Joe and Transformers, but it's also very like it's so it's like weird. a parody in a lot of ways. Uh, like some of these yeah. characters are not real characters, right? Almost all of them is are. Dial Tone a real character? Yes.
2: Yeah, he was in the movie, wasn't he?
0: Probably, like in the in the new movie
2: in the Michael Bay.
0: Yeah, probably. Uh, no, that was a Steven Summers movie. GI Joe. Yeah, the guy who directed the Mummy.
1: Oh. That's why I love that movie.
2: You
0: loved G.I. I Joe? I loved
1: G.I. Joe. I watched it because Netflix predicted I would hate it, and I was like, I'll take that bet.
4: Um, did you how, watch much, G.I. how much Joe did you two? win?
1: I, I won two hours of entertainment, oh, Jared. Fair
0: point, fair point. <laughs> Rachel Nichols is in that movie. She's cute. Yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's in that movie. He's, yes, he, he's is. The, he is. He's cute. The, he's the only person in that movie who doesn't know, or like who knows what movie he's in. Yeah. Right. yeah. He's like, this is the best. Um, Yeah, so yeah, this is crazy. No, there were definitely, there was like a character named like General Iron Butt or something almost that. everyone in this is a real character uh like S- it's knife. general iron body Austin iron knife yeah is spirit yep. iron knife a real character yep okay another
1: <laughs> another quality Mohawk in yeah. this That's week true. in comics
0: uh yeah but this was insane and fun and it was uh Skelly just seems to be having a really good time with this book uh and some of the layouts
4: and like he did all the coloring on this it's it's so I don't see how this got published it's that crazy cool it's just I don't know. It's amazing. Some of the decisions he makes, like yeah, the
0: oh, it's like oh, you can yeah. tell he's purposely drawing bad or whatever. I'm air quoting because <laughs> like some of his perspective and stuff is just insane. But it's but it's really funny. Like it just yeah. it cracks you up. It's like Benjamin Marr or something. It's
4: yeah. It's like my only problem with this is the tone changes so quickly from page to page because there are some like really goofy things and then some really serious things. But I like, feel like
0: that feels like the, that, the cartoon. Feels, yeah, which is like a train like every episode of that cartoon is a train wreck yeah and it jumps all over the place and the animation style changes and stuff so i don't know or maybe i'm just making excuses no not. no that <laughs> might be it
4: i mean i think my problem is that like i had i only watched i watched a lot of the cartoon when i was a kid but i don't remember much of it but i read all the comic books and i think the comic books are like one of the best things that came out of the nine of the
0: 80s so oh yeah this is not this is a, a this comic is much more the in the cartoon yes. and not a comic yeah. of the like like lauded there's some larry hama there's
4: a lot they read all the comics um so there's some references and stuff to it like there's some scenes that are right out of the comic oh really some styles and stuff but yeah it's kind of like the two of them together which is why i think it's weird it's kind of going for you know it's not serious because gi joe yeah but like the gi joe comic had serious bits to it or like an underlying like strength to it and this is back and forth between super goofy and i don't know so, uh,
0: the, uh, one of the most amazing things about this is this is an ongoing series. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> wow. So, uh, awesome. so, we could be looking at, like, issue 40 of Tom Scioli's Transformers G.I. Joe in a couple of years. So, hey, wow. there you go. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, a me milestone too.
1: Milestone to look
2: forward yeah, to. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about awesome.
0: that. Nice. Right. <clears throat> so, we just have one thing left this week, but it is the best thing. Yes. This is Through the Woods by Emily Carroll. Uh, This is a uh, a horror anthology of Emily Carroll horror stories. Um, It is uh, almost all new stuff. There is one story that was on the web before
1: his face all red. Yeah,
0: his face all red, which is a really great story. That the one about the brother? Yes. yes. Okay, I'd read that one. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, but uh, this has, uh, how many stories are here? One two, four, five, five. Mm-hmm. Four, five stories, all of, uh, with, a, with a wraparound at the beginning and the end. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they're kind of a varying length. Some are a few pages um, that'll just be, know, some, some it's, it's interesting. In some of these stories, the horror is very implied. Like, yes. it's like, hey, <laughs> yeah. there's some creepy stuff going on. The end. <laughs> uh and I mean, then everything it, she
1: does it comes with that implication yeah. just her style and then and
0: then um some are it's like all of these are kind of they you know it's like the way horror short stories are you don't want to say much about them because yeah. it kind of gives everything away and the the mood of this book though is what makes it great it's
1: incredibly disquieting like all of her stuff is always going to be disquieting and there's that really good sort of Almost twilight Zone feel about it thing she'll leave things open and you're just you know shivering
0: <laughs> yeah um I think the best the best story in here is probably the last one, which is um called the nesting place yes and it's about um a girl who uh, whose mother dies. And she's forced to go live with her, it's her brother, right? She's spending
1: the summer, while she's off from school, she's spending the summer with her brother at her her brother's fiancé's home.
0: Yeah, uh, which is out in the middle of nowhere, and there's nothing to do. Always a recipe for good. Yeah, and then um, (laughs) lots of really creepy things start happening. Yeah, it
1: takes place in the 1920s, and the, like, just the clothing and the style and the hair, all of that is just
0: Yeah, and that's something that she does. A lot of her stories are all from different time periods, whether it's Victorian or, you know, uh, sort of pioneer stuff um.
1: she's a contributor for to a really awesome tumblr called draw this dress which is sadly sort of fallen into hiatus but it was her and i think vera Brosko, who wang does no beer wing no Anya's <laughs> ghost i feel like yeah,
0: but yeah, yeah, yeah 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 yeah,
1: and they be, it, it's just you know classic clothes that they then just draw a random character wearing no, and it's fantastic that's, cool. that's amazing so and yeah. that's what
0: this whole book's about
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> i just wanted to plug this great tumblr it, right? yeah
0: uh yeah that tumblr they used to post stuff like every day i feel like yeah yeah um well, they've
1: got work they that's got good. Busy.
0: yeah they got busy which is good uh yeah so i don't know what do you guys want to say about this book uh, Buy we, should, it. we should talk about the art Shop more. It. Yeah, like in the coloring, like her her choice
4: of color palette. Like you mean red? Well, red. <laughs> lots <laughs> of red. But no, like it's it's a very dark. But then she'll draw like word balloons that like the font change. Like the like it's black on white, and then it's white on black crossing across art. And so she kind of breaks up the art on, on the. It's amazing. Like and the
1: way she uses text through yeah, that's, it. I mean, that's, that's all part of, you know, her words are part of the art yeah. on every single
0: page. Yeah, particularly in um, the story in here, uh, A Lady's Hands Are Cold, which oh, is boy. sort of... Uh, um, a story about um, a, a girl that gets married and then finds out about her husband's sort of dark past. Oh, yeah. Uh, the There's a song that goes through that, a very creepy song. And that song, sort of the way it flows through the pages, uh, creates panel borders and also, like we were talking about before, moves your eye along the page and stuff. And it, it's, it's all done really well. And, um, yeah, she just has a really good sense of, like, how you're reading something and how yeah. to really put you off and sort of creep you out Mm -hmm. (laughs) by using like comics in really interesting ways I feel like uh I think she's one of the best people working in horror anything right now. Is she
4: really good at panel to panel storytelling? She, she, is. Yeah, she is. And I mean and
1: it's really <laughs> impressive considering that this is really the first thing that she's done in print. Like all of her all of her stories so far have been online and she uses the the web, like that format, yeah. she uses it really, really well.
4: Because She'll throw in like little animated bits and yeah. stuff that like are super creepy. I mean,
1: and... his face all red, that story, I think it is a it's a long scrolling story yeah. to begin with and it works really well in that format, but it doesn't lose anything in the page to page
4: format that's true well. like some people can't make the transition very yeah. well but, um, which is
0: why i like the fact that these are mostly stories that weren't on the web because yeah. i do feel like the web stuff that's true does use scrolling yes. in interesting ways mm-hmm. um i mean one of the best parts of her face all red isn't actually as good in this book as it is on the web i think which yeah. is where you're scrolling down to the pit in the yes. story yeah. which is great in the comic yeah. um but uh i mean on the web but uh the whole thing is fantastic it's the she's the best horror comics person around. I can't think of anybody better mm. um, uh, at making just genuinely creepy stories. Yeah. Uh, particularly the last story, the nesting place, which is super super creepy. Yep. So good. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's a good book. This was yeah. a good podcast, or maybe it wasn't.
2: Uh, d- uh, right. Write us and let us
3: know. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah, us. yeah. Just write me, uh, Kevin at <laughs> Panetta Twitter. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll see you next time on the Big Planet Comics podcast. Bye. Bye.